Welcome to the ER Podcast. It's part two of the digital transformation, and we'll welcome back Bushan Parikh from Get Digital Velocity to talk more about transforming your company into a digital organization. Digital, so we can rethink our approach to business. Digital, so we can repurpose our IT budget and our human capital. Digital, so we can take advantage of the latest technology to overall improve our business. Digital, so we can handle the changes from the COVID-19 lockdown and become nimble enough to face future changes, whichever form they might take, and to be able to react faster, more nimbly, and more effectively. So the question is, is profit from ERP all about digital transformation? Well, we're a digitally transforming project ourselves. Originally, we did ERP selection consulting and implementation project management. That was yesterday. Today, we're a digital content firm. The big question on all of our past clients and prospective clients' minds revolved around, what now? Facing this COVID lockdown, how do we approach our ERP projects? Do we even approach an ERP project at all? Great concern, great question. Our response has been to find out who are the succeeding companies? Who's coming out on top? How are they reacting? More importantly, what's stopping other companies from doing the same? What limitations do they face? Where do they hit the roadblocks? Technically, that's the core of what Profit from ERP has always done. Since 2012, our focus was on ERP selection and how some companies excelled at that, what roadblocks were common to others, and we replicated that research into a methodology to help clients select and implement ERP effectively. So. We're doing the same here, figuring out the keys to success, the keys how to profit from ERP. But beyond delivering across the entire project, we've decided partnering with some of the best in the business is the way to go. Partners from NetSuite, Sage, Microsoft, Oracle, SAP, and on and on. We're still engaging with our clients to understand the business requirements and what our clients are trying to do. And then with that knowledge, we're bringing in the best resources in the country and by extension, the entire world. And that takes many forms. For a young emerging company, the extent of our services might be a two or three day engagement followed by a referral to a partner who helps emerging companies get started. For an existing company that's trying to retool and reapproach the post-COVID marketplace, that could be months of consultation followed by assembling a team that may include engaging major consulting groups like RSM or Deloitte or anything in between those two. So with today's guest, Wushan Parikh, Get Digital Velocity, they work with large companies and take a holistic view of digital transformation. You'll find You'll find out more about that in our discussion. Bouchon has worked at the highest levels of IT with firms like Avnet, Johnson Controls, not to be confused with Johnson & Johnson where he also worked, as well as Nike. You can learn how Bouchon and his group could transform your large organization. Or if you're a smaller company, get an understanding of the digital transformation concept and together we can see how that might translate to your business today or simply lay the groundwork for future growth tomorrow. As I said, Profit from ERP is a digital content company dedicated to bringing you the best and latest information on the business software world. Podcasts, white papers, websites, live events and webinars that bring expertise from the real world into your pocket or screen. We're going to flood you with ideas that drive profit from ERP and other business software. And we're going to go a step further 
great cutting edge ideas from the partners, companies, and advisors that can bring those ideas to life and have done so for others and can do so for you. That's our value proposition, ideas that work and a way they work, whether your business is big, small, or somewhere in between. Look, I wrote a book once on ERP. It was outdated before I could publish. I taught classes at ASU and University of Phoenix, but it seemed I needed to rewrite the curriculum every semester. <laughs> it's a lot of work. The speed of business and the speed of technology means webinars, podcasts, instant communications are the way to go. And it's with that in mind that we bring you this week's episode of the ER Podcast. Let's go to the interview with Vishant Parikh. I'm the Director of Profit from ERP, Gene Hammonds, welcoming you to Digital Transformation Part 2. This week's episode of the podcast, we welcome back for a second week, Bhushan Parikh. Of course, he's with Get Digital Velocity, the consulting firm that helps clients become totally digital, totally transform their business in terms of their thinking, in terms of their technology, in terms of the ideas they go forward with. So, Bhushan, the concept that we completely rethink our business within as if the current structure, policies, methods didn't even exist type mindset. We've built up a lot of these systems and processes, sometimes over decades, and now the economy's totally changed. In some industries, radically changed. I mean, I saw a statistic that uh, 77% of the workforce that's been working from home plans to keep working from home at least part-time, a monumental change for downtown urban areas. So what are some of the key concepts that we use when we start out with zero-based thinking? What are the starting points, the, the jumping off points in that process? That's a great question, Gene. Um, so as we grow up in our lives, we are exposed to different experiences. And these experiences give us a method of thinking or they teach us a method of thinking. That method of thinking also puts blockages or restrictions around us. Now take that same concept into a company. As a company forms and grows, they have put down multitude of uh, processes, they have put down a multitude of people, they have put down a multitude of systems. And sometimes these processes, people, and technology can become restrictions. So now let's take take up the idea of the you know the disruption we are facing right now, and uh, disruption due to the uh, COVID virus. And as companies try to rethink their businesses or relook at their businesses, they keep running into these blockages or restrictions. Saying, for an example, wait a minute, I already have an office that is ten thousand square feet. I already have so many cubicles. I have so many employees, or I have such and such systems. How will I turn this around? The challenge with that thinking is you have already limited yourself by putting all these blockages in your way, or call it rocks in your way. And zero-based thinking is taking all those rocks away, taking all those considerations away, the restrictions away, and saying, okay, Yes, I know I have a system. Yes, I know I have people. Yes, I know I have real estate. But now is the time for me to change. And if I don't, 
the enterprise will not continue to exist in its current form. So you put all of those things away and figure out based on a zero-based thinking concept how it is that you want to operate. Once you lay that direction out with no restrictions, nothing constricting your thinking, nothing blocking your thoughts or your ideas, then you have laid out a a method or a way of being, and then you look at that and you look at what you have and try to find a medium between the two. And that is what zero-based thinking is about. We cannot solve the problems that we are facing today because we put all these restrictions around us before we even start solving a problem. And it is extremely critical in such disruptive times to take all those restrictions away and think with a completely clear mind as to how would we survive in today's day and age or how does an enterprise survive in today's day and age and prosper. And that is where zero-based thinking comes in. So I look at this, I examine everything, I, I give up my preconceived notion and I decide to change the direction of my business. Say I have like mm-hmm. 20 million in an, in an SAP ERP platform that's now not really focused on the direction I'm, I'm going. Are you proposing that we go in and drop another 20 million and rework that entire tech infrastructure? What I'm proposing is how do you become customer centric? How do you do business in a frictionless manner? Once you have laid that out, then you look at what's coming in the way of that. So again, a ERP system is something that is not a easily movable uh, asset, if you might. That's the way we think of it, right? The question is, the, the question that comes up is, and exactly like you put it, hey, wait a minute, I spent $100 million rolling this ERP out. Now it's not quite fitting into this grand scheme of things I have. What do I do? Do I just toss it and go to something else? Well, the question is, how quickly do you need to pivot? So most of the ERPs from the last 30, 40 years that are on-prem, on-site, asset-heavy ERPs are slow in their changes. And in today's day and age, we want to move faster. So this is where your digital thinking comes into play is, okay, how do I move faster? How do I serve my customers better? How do I do my business with the customers in a more frictionless manner? And in that, then you'd look at the ERP and decide what portions of that ERP do you wish to keep and which portions do you want to stop using and move to a different platform and start serving your customer from that platform because that platform is much more agile as compared to the ERP. So that would be one way of thinking. There are multiple ways we can look at each and every situation and figure it out. But the point is, you have to get that thought out of your mind that I cannot do something about this ERP because I spent $100 million on it. It does not matter. That's zero-based thinking. Because if you put that $100 million rock in front of you, your company will go out of business, but you won't move because that, because of that rocket point of view. And what I'm saying is being able to adapt using zero-based thinking 
using the current assets that you have and adding in a very thought thought out in a very smart fashion additional functionality as step 1 so that you can reach out to your customers and do your business in a frictionless manner and focus on your customers we can you can define and decide later of what portion of your investment is going to go away or is going to be a throwaway so vishan you talk about in the past about an 80% fit for some of these cloud based erp systems 80% that kind of leaves us with substantial integrations or even custom development. Over the years, software modifications gotten a really bad name and and somebody, you know, a lot of people say that deservedly so. But with companies now like Salesforce and NetSuite going from the old closed proprietary systems to open development languages, app stores and supported outside developer toolkits, even training for and and basically encouraging customizations, How have you seen this change play out over the years and 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 the scale that it brings to to functionality with even a smaller system?
actually, you, you've got the made for cloud has so many advantages that everyone else has tried to compete by just taking their standard ERP and, and tossing it up into a cloud server. And we're bringing up a lot of new concepts and, and this next statement I kind of put together anticipating what people might think. I, I saw in Forbes magazine this week, they have an article on a really successful investment firm, Bailey Gifford. They have something like $245 billion under management and they pick some amazing stocks. One of the interesting aspects that they do is when they're considering investing in a new stock or a company, 
During the first 20 minutes of the initial idea pitch, nobody in the room is allowed to say anything negative about the proposal. Bailey Gifford's thinking is, is that smart people have a natural tendency to be skeptical and shoot down new ideas prematurely. And, you know, when we're talking about zero-based thinking and digital transformation and developing and modifying software, using cloud-based ERP, because it's got such a rapid deployment in, in, in a time-critical era, these are a lot of new ideas for our client companies to get their heads around. And my thought is, let's first embrace these concepts that the most successful companies are already modeling for us. And then, and only then, Let's put on our skeptics hat and either prove this concept out through careful vetting or rule it out entirely, but understand why we're ruling it out, not just rejecting new ideas offhand. With Get Digital Velocity, you're bringing a lot of new ideas to clients. How do you manage helping your clients embrace these new ways of thinking and, and different approaches?
you know, one of the things we look at is, is startups. We keep seeing these companies come out of Silicon Valley or wherever. They've got really good ideas and very little in terms of a large, massive staffing or overhead. It's almost a virtual enterprise from the beginning. But those seem to be the companies who pivot the quickest with the COVID-19 restrictions and market disruption and, and, and reacted fastest. Are we telling our clients, some of them who have grown much slower over the years, that now's the time to retrench and come out with more of a startup mindset? A, a, well, I guess it'd be a, a digital mindset. Is that what we're telling our clients? Speaking of future-proofing companies, you know, as we move into digital transformations at this point, at this stage in our economy, one thing I think that we need to focus on is that we're not telling our clients, change your company to face this predicted future, but we're predicting the future is going to change faster and faster in ways we may not anticipate, and we need to focus on our ability to change our company in the future in, in response to any unknown that comes along instead of saying, you know, this is what's going to happen and here's how you got to deal with it. You've got to be able to get digital so that, that you can face any change because there's going to be, there's going to be more changes. I mean, we thought COVID was uh, uh, the big change and, and, and three weeks later, it's, it's, it's a whole nother country.
And now they're running his rockets. There's so many good stories out there. You really got to go look for them. I, I was reading in the Wall Street Journal uh, a week or so ago. Kendra Scott Jewelry. I'd, I'd heard the name before, but I wasn't really familiar with the company. They're in Austin, and there's a lady named Kendra Scott. She was designing jewelry in her spare bedroom, and got, it got popular. She got up to 100 retail outlets that sold her jewelry until the 2008 crash happened, and a lot of those retail stores dropped out. She had to retool. She opened up her own retail and e-commerce systems, completely revamped her plans. And, you know, she was planning to do international expansion, more retail locations. And then the COVID situation hit. They had had ideas for a curbside service that they were going to do on very jewelry heavy holiday periods. But that became one of their core ways to, to serve customers during the COVID uh, disruption. And, you know, I mean, we talked about it before. Harvard Business Review says in a recession, 10% of the companies are going to come out stronger, 90% won't. Kendra Scott is that perfect example of how being a digital company, able to operate in retail and e-commerce, shop online, all of these things gave her the ability to come out stronger, to, to change direction. And the, the, towards the end of the article, they said Berkshire Partners uh, did a minority stake purchase in Kendra Scott Jewelry for more than $1 billion. That's with a B. So at this point, she probably has more than one spare bedroom to design with. But that shows what digital can do for companies.
All right, we've covered uh, quite a bit of ground today, and I appreciate that. And and in the last last episode too, if if you missed uh, uh, last week's episode, would would highly recommend that our listeners go back and, and give that a listen as well. You know, we've talked a lot about some big companies that we see in the Wall Street Journal and 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 Forbes and things like that. These are examples of some of the companies that are coming out on top. And and I don't want to give our listeners the idea that we only work with these big name companies. I mean, we do work with a lot of big names, but at the same time, a lot of our clients are, are, are mid-market and emerging companies. And, and, you know, we come in and, and take a look at exactly what they need and put together a program for them uh, that makes sense with where they are and where they want to be in the future. And, you know, I just want to encourage companies to really take a look. You talked about, Bouchon, you know, somebody might have 100 people in their IT department. And if they go to a fully cloud-based system, there, there might be 10. You also mentioned something that was really valuable and important about how we look at people and we slot them in as an IT person. But there's a lot of other areas in the organization where their skill set could be invaluable moving forward. And it's not like we're going to get rid of a lot of our employees. That's the wrong way to look at things, I think. But we may be re-slotting them in, into other areas of the company. So we want to encourage people um, that if this is sounds, you know, your company wants to be successful in the future, please do contact us. You can, you can reach out at info at um, profitfromerp.com or go to the Profit From ERP website and, and contact us there. Or, and Bushan, talk a little bit about the different companies that you serve and, and, and different clients that you work with. So in our case, Gene, we are working with uh, companies that are anywhere from 200 million all the way up to multiple billion in size. So we have not limited ourselves to a company size, nor have we limited ourselves to any particular industry. What we are providing is something that uh, I would say transcends the size of the company or the business they're in. It is actually taking them, taking them out of those mindsets to truly serve their customers. And we have private equity firms, we have manufacturing houses, we have Fortune 50 companies, uh, publicly traded companies that are working with us. Um, and we run into that many a times. The company is very big. They're looking at us and they're like, how are you going to do this? And it's like, don't worry about that. I will take you through the process. And what you're going to do is you're going to use your size to duplicate that in multiple places across your entire enterprise. It's like seeding the ground to watch the crop grow. And we are not trying to do everything for every company. What we are trying to do is set them in the right direction with the right training. And then we guide them as they move forward. And if they need us to come back, we do go back. So, I mean, to reach us, we are available, easily reachable at getdigitalvelocity.com. And uh, you can send us a note or you can work with Gene. And Gene can reach out to us. But we are here to help. And especially in these... uh, I would say, disruptive and um, disturbing times because of this virus. More, the urgency of digital has gone up exponentially. And people's understanding of the value of digital 
has gone up exponentially. And now is the time. Now is the time we to move. Absolutely, it it really is. I mean, people need to refocus their assets while they still have assets to refocus. I, you, you just can't say that enough. All right, Bushan, thank you so much for appearing on the program today. We, we really appreciate this. It's been good. Uh, I've enjoyed what you've had to hear, and I know that uh, a lot of our listeners and, and, and folks are going to get a lot out of that and, and hopefully help them take those first steps into, into becoming a more, more digital company. And thank you very much, Gene, for having me on and uh, discussing these ideas uh, and putting it in a podcast. Definitely looking to doing a few more podcasts with you and maybe building out an entire series on digital. That sounds like a good plan. So there we have it. Another episode of ER Podcast in the can, as they say. Of course, in the can refers to old movie films that used to be stored in metal canisters or cans for shipping to the theaters. And after you'd shot the film, edited it, sound mix it, after it was all finished, it was in the can and ready for shipping. Of course, we don't have cans anymore and the film's now video. We don't really ship them. We actually download them. But in any case, thanks for listening. We're really counting on you, you know. When it comes time to apply technology to your workspace, give us a call or contact us at info at profitfromerp.com. Never hurts to talk about it. And who knows? Your success story could soon be in the can on the next episode of ER Podcast. I'm your host, Gene Hammond, saying here's to profit from ERP. 